Hey, everybody, this is Chuck Everson from Villanova University, and welcome to the Big East Rewind. The Big East Rewind came about when Sonny Sparrow and I from Syracuse University were on a recruiting trip and became friends, and we've been friends ever since. And we had a bond that has developed over playing in the very tough Big East Conference. The Big East Rewind is all about Big East basketball, old school style with the battles and stories that came about during our time playing in the Big East. From the perspective of the media, coaches, former players, and even officials. So we hope you enjoy the Big East Rewind. Today's episode of the Big East Rewind is epic. Epic, I tell you, with a capital E. We have the 1985 Big East, three teams that are in the Final Four represented on hand to talk for the first time between Villanova and Georgetown to discuss what happened in what was called the greatest game ever played and the most perfect game ever played. We have some ways to dispute that. And we have St. John's, who was half the season at number one in the country as well. So join us for a special episode of the Big East Rewind. You guys are all in the final four. Never made it. All right. Let's let's get to the let's get to the final four matchups. Let's talk about that now. So when you guys get there, right? So St. John's, you guys know that you have Georgetown, right? And Villanova, you guys have Memphis State. And they have a couple of good players over there too, right? So and talk about so now you're gonna play for the fourth time, right? So let's talk, Ron Billy, talk about that. So now the fourth time, you're three and you're you're two and one against them. What is there? Obviously, is there any difference in your prep? Is there any difference in what you're going to do? Hit that ahead, one, Ronnie. Billy. Go no. ahead. Oh, Ronnie, go ahead, Ronnie. Oh, oh, Billy, go ahead. Well, no, no. There, there's, 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 there's no difference. Um, you know, there, there's all that, always there, that fear there, that that we could lose. You know, when we look at their roster and we went down their roster particularly if you do it now and you see all the guys, and, you know, the, the Hall of Fame and the championships and all the years and the assist leaders, you know, they, they had a terrific team, a very talented team. Uh, and, you know, and they played well together. So it, it was scary for us, but, you know, we were confident, you know, we had won twice. They, they you know, they had beaten us once in our home court. And that was always in the back of our mind. So, you know, again, we were, we were laser focused for that game. And, but the, and, the, the, they were putting up big numbers. They were in the 80s, right? And most of the games with Villanova and 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 uh, and Georgetown games are 50s, 60s, really. So, yeah, there yeah. was no nothing, no concern yeah. about yeah. stopping right. anybody. Look at that roster. Look at all the firepower. Look yeah. at all the scores, all the athletes. And uh, but we played terrific defense. That was our strength. Their strength was offense. Ours was defense. And you know, we were able to slow them down. You know, and keep the numbers down a little bit. I can't remember what the score of the game was, but I'm sure it wasn't in the 80s. No, it wasn't. How about you, Ronnie? What what was your what was your thoughts on going in and playing them again? To be honest with you, man, I, you know when I when I, I what I what I remember about about the, the uh, Final Four. Um, obviously, it was the first time. I remember what I said in the beginning. My first, I said we our mission was the Final Four. And I, me personally, I think that's where we, that's where we we went wrong. Because I, I mean, of, of course you want a winning national championship, 
but I think we I think we set we set our goal to get there and we got there. And quite honestly, me personally, I don't know how Bill feels, but when we get to Kentucky, our first time in the Final Four, we get off the plane and we've got police escorts everywhere. Yep. We're like, I mean, we, I mean, me personally, I was looking at the bus and like, I was so, I was so <laughs> overwhelmed by what was going on. And then it's in Kentucky, a basketball state, you see what I'm saying? And it was, and the people in Kentucky was just so hype. It was just so, so much, so much hype and hoopla going around. I remember our hotel, we get to the hotel and they have the starting five. Um, they made dummies of the starting five on top of the hotel. And I'm like, I'm just like in awe. And it's all, it was almost like, honestly, like, I'll, we have, we got a game? To me personally, I'm serious. That's, that's how I felt. Even though it was Shorestown, it was just, it was really just digesting everything that was going on around it. You know, being the first time. I really believe had we been there another time, it would have been different. But for me personally, it was, we were, I was just so like, wow. Like everywhere we went, every time we left the hotel, we go to practice, the police escort, everywhere. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But facing Georgetown again, you know, we beat them. We, and I say we beat them once. Yeah, we, we 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 passed them one time. I think we, we slept by them one time, and then on the next, you know, two times they they handled us very very well. So, our biggest thing was like, and you don't you never look past Georgetown because Georgetown is Georgetown. But when Villanova won, we was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, George, I get it. I get it. Great. Yeah, how could you not be? <laughs> so, Bill, Bill Winnington, what was your thoughts about this? Now you're matching up with Georgetown again. It, uh, with with Ronnie, it, it was amazing to be there with all the hype and everything. It's, it's something none, none of us had seen before, so it was a little bit of a distraction. And I, I do remember the game. It was tough. I mean, they're doing like a box and one. Every every whistle, it seemed they were running a new guy out to cover Chris. Fresh legs, every whistle. And I, I remember the game. We were having trouble getting the ball to Chris. Yes. And I think Walt was doing pretty well. And I was doing okay for against Pat. So I remember at halftime, say, Coach, we got to change something. That We can't get Chrissy the ball right now. I mean, not, not get him a shot, get him the ball. <laughs> because that, that's how tough you guys were. I mean, you guys, it was unbelievable. It was like a box in one and just Chris couldn't – I mean, we're running off screens. We're trying to get him – here and there, and we couldn't. And Chris was our offense the whole year. Everything, everything went through Chris. And we were having trouble. And I remember talking to Coach as we're walking into the, in the locker room before, before, at the beginning of halftime, and we're already down. And I said, Coach, we, we got to change it up a little bit. I said, I said, I'm not saying you need to throw me the ball, but maybe we should get Walt the ball in the low post a little bit so we can get them out of that defense because we can't get Chris the ball. And he kind of thought about it for a minute, and he's like nodding his head, and he goes – we got to go home. We got to go home with who we came. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, and he ended up, he said that in his talk at halftime. He said, we got to get Chris the ball. We got to do a better job of setting screens on him. We got to get him open. And we, we just had a hard time doing it. Now, credit to Georgetown. I mean, they shut down our offense that night and it, it was, it was tough, but uh, to Ronnie's point, it, it was a distraction. I think uh, we did lose focus a little bit. I'm not going to say that's why we lost because Ron Stewart was distracted and couldn't play. 
All right, you got thrown under the bus. There we go. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, but, but that's why Coach Thompson kept us two hours away from uh, – Yeah, from, uh, exactly. I, yeah. I, I don't remember all that. I mean, hell, we won it in 84, and I don't remember no – I mean, we had police escorts, but it was like – yeah, but you guys had to stop and get gas with the police so they could get to the place. Yeah, the police escorts that worked with you guys, Horace, t- took up two different states, though. You went from, you know, two different counties, you know? You know what, Horace, though? Horace and Billy, though, I, I did not know that, that you guys always stayed away. But yes. playing for Phil Jackson, who did stuff like that, that's actually brilliant. Because if you had to drive out to the Capitol Center all the time, so your home games were that far, he just kept everything like a home game almost. Yeah. Your preparation, you're getting on a bus, you're taking a long drive, you're going to the game, you're going back the same way. So that's that's yeah. actually a great tool to use. Yeah, Coach Thompson was kind of superstitious too. You know, I mean, he 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 tried to keep things in order, and um, you know, we stayed away. Uh, you know, we didn't stay in a, a hoopla. I got the coach once I started coaching and going to the Final Four, and I started hanging out. I said, "Damn, all this happened." At the final four, <laughs> I mean, I'm having a great time. I'm saying this was going on while we were playing the final four. I mean, what the hell did we miss? <laughs> Ron, you know, I mean, at least you got a you know a good experience from seeing it. And but I mean, me and Bill, you know, it was a hey, he kept us away, which was good. You know, we enjoyed it. Uh, we stayed focused. Um, uh, uh, Bill, to your point, man, we played a boxing one against Chris, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think Chris' first game playing against Georgetown, he didn't score double digits in his last game against Georgetown. He didn't score double digits because we played that boxing one. But if, if someone tried to stream um, the boxer, the one, then the guy just replaced him. So I remember chasing him around. And uh, Coach Riley, our assistant coach, was saying, David uh, Wingate, you did a great job on Chris, man. Uh, Chris went to get a hot dog, and you said, "What you want, mustard or ketchup?" And to to um, you know uh, St. John's, and you know when when y'all beat us in the captain, they kind of rubbed us the wrong way. Man, we just we was excited to play y'all again. I I, I know. And I think it, it it played into the hand of uh, Villanova because I think we spent a lot of energy. Um, trying to, you know, shut down St. John. Uh, not to take uh, nothing away from Villanova, but I think, uh, you know, that matchup, we, 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 we was ready to play it, and we wanted to play it. So I, I, got, I got to ask Bill Wennington one thing, though. Do you, do you agree with Ron that if you could just get by Georgetown, then you got Villanova? You got that? Who? You. <laughs> what, what school? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We did. We thought it. And, and as tough as Eddie was for me to play against and stuff, but we just had Villanova's number that year. And it was, yeah, uh, it, it was tough. So it was not that we were looking past Georgetown or looking through Villanova. We just felt very confident that when we played Villanova, we were going to beat them. Gotcha. So let's talk about now Harold and Harold. So you guys, is, is this Coach's Mass's first, his first Final Four? Yes. So yeah. it's his first one. So it's just like Coach Karnaseka, same first one. What was, what was your experience like? Did you guys see the same uh, dummies up on top of your hotel? I mean, talk about when you guys get into there, Kentucky. Well, uh, 
ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, he, um, I, I think we were somewhere in between. Uh, he wanted us to enjoy the experience, um, but he also, I think, did a good job of keeping us focused enough that we didn't lose sight of why we were there. Um, you know, we did go to one of the horse farms out there at one of the afternoons with some of our fans and families. So we had a little bit of that kind of away from everything experience. Um, but, you know, when it was time to go and get into, you know, his, uh, the suite or the hotel room to watch film and to do those kinds of things, it was like a regular game day or a regular game weekend. Um, and, you know, he kept everybody away uh, as best as you possibly could in the, in that environment, because we were in one of the host hotels. So we were kind of pretty, pretty close to all the, the action, so to speak. But, um, so we were, we were a little bit somewhere in between, I think what maybe the Johnny's experienced and what Horace and Bill experienced. Well, I, I understand from Chuck that there was a little something that went on with the room reservations. Yeah. You guys want to share I, that a little bit? I got that. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, was, I was standing right behind Dana Kirk. And uh, as we were both trying to check in at the same time, and he says to the, to the clerk that we need the <laughs> Memphis State, we need the rooms all the way through Monday because <laughs> um, we're, <laughs> we're going to kick their butts and, and we are going to stay and play in a championship game. And that rubbed me the wrong way. And, and it rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. And so we had a little chip on our shoulder, but the, they were they were very talented, you know, yeah. so that chip could only go, <laughs> it couldn't go too far, but you had to still battle them. Uh, and again, we were, uh, we were ready. They were very talented. They were big. They were definitely bigger and longer and, and more athletic than we were. Um, but they maybe overlooked us a little bit, um, but they weren't ready for what the Big East had to offer. All right. All right. So we want to, Go right into the final game then. What do you think, Chuck? Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay. So, so so now here we are, and and the papers are all saying, you know, the USA Today had Villanova versus a god, and the other some other papers were saying there'll be a Martian in the White House before Villanova wins this game. Nobody really gave us a chance to win, um, but they played the Georgetown Villanova game from. That year they played it on ESPN and we all were in our rooms watching that game. And I think that game went to overtime at the spectrum, if I'm not mistaken. And so that kind of, you know, put in our head before we went through our pregame rituals, we kind of had that in our brains as we came out on the floor. What was your mindsets, uh, Bill and Horace? You know, all right, here you are. It's the final game. You got us. You know, um, it's going to be a, a battle because every Big East game is a battle. But what's your mindset as, as you guys are ready to take the floor? Uh, like, go ahead, Horace. So, like, like you were saying, man, uh, and I tell people that today, you know, they say, how did y'all lose to Villanova? And I said, hey, listen, man. at the Spectrum overtime, at the Cap Center, very close game, uh, three or four possessions at the end. So uh, we knew we were going in, in for a battle. You know, we, we, we definitely uh, knew we had our hands uh, full. You know, just like Harold said that Billy and Harold knows one of the, I know one of the head and, and, and Patrick's been balanced for four years. We knew, you know, uh, 
that we was gonna be in the battle. And sometimes not always, you know, we always give our opponents uh, respect and prepare for him because he was a tremendous prepare. But at the end of the day, you know, we we felt and we believed that we were gonna win that battle so mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was you know everybody was using the word dynasty back then for you guys because you guys were so good for so long. Um when we come out we come out to start the game and Prez throws some wild crazy shot up over his head and it goes in the basket. I figured we had a pretty good shot at that point because it seemed like everything was going in after that one dropped. I saw that one, Harold. Chuck, you saw it every day of practice. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was under it a lot of times in practice. That's what you mean. I saw it up close. And a stat in this game right here, I tell people, Villanova only missed one shot in the second half. And that was a block shot. Block shot, shot yep. It was yeah, probably pretty good. I looked at the st- I had looked at them recently, but I think it was a low rebounding game. I think Villanova, yeah. which y'all shot by 80 percent. Yeah, like 78. Just, yeah, just shy of 80. Yeah. You guys were around 60 we shot, though, right? Not close to 60 percent ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. so it it says it says a lot. I mean, Villanova's a great win, but it says as much almost as much about Georgetown as it does about Villanova. I mean, what it takes yeah. to actually win that and get over that, you know, that you know, beating that, that opponent, right? I mean, Mark and, and Harold shooting lights out of <laughs> when yeah, you shoot and, and win by two. I'm so doing that game over and over again. And uh, and it's simple, you know. The first the first two games were, were competitive and very close. And uh, and and you know when we got to this final game, and you guys have to admit this, you had some people play out of their freaking minds. We had five guys in the phone, really. You know, uh, freaking Dwayne was hitting stuff and dunking. I'm like, oh my god, Harold was throwing shit over his head. You know, going in, it was great. People played out of their minds, guys. It yeah. was great, and, and we played well. It's just you guys played better at the end, and, and all the games ended that way. It was like one or two points, and um, we had a chance to win. You know, we had taken control of the game, but you know, for the most part, you guys dictated the tempo, controlled mm-hmm. the tempo the the entire game, and, and people played out of their minds. It's just great, you know, Ed. Ed always played well against against Patrick. You know, he's always giving Patrick problems around the paint. Ed was doing his thing. Harold was doing his thing. You know, Dwayne was going crazy. Harold came off the bench with nuts. Uh, I mean, it was just, you know, it was hard. You know what? I, 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 do, I do have to ask you, right? So you guys have, I think you guys have a lead. And then Nova decides to hold the ball for a period of time, right? And... You guys, you know, your pressure, your defense, your traps, your 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 legendary. It seems like you guys didn't like you guys weren't were uncharacteristically not gonna approach it that way. Was there was there a strategy there? Was there like, okay, we're gonna beat Nova at their game at that tempo? Or I mean, talk about that a little bit, because that I think that played a factor. Yeah, I think it played. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, just coaching myself, you know, if, if somebody could dictate style in a game. Uh, you, could, you could pretty much win it. And I think Villanova uh, dictated style. Uh, we always thought that we could chase and wear people down. I think that, you know, in this game, Villanova was so excited. We had a lot of energy uh, that we wasn't going to wear them down. We just had to try to uh, strategize and try to get the lead 
and uh, try to uh, control the game at the end. You know, typically we wear people down. Uh, we just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. But I think they, they style, they, whoever dictates style have a tendency to win. And I think Villanova dictated style. Their style uh, won. We couldn't overcome their style in this particular situation. So, so do you think, though, that because of what they were doing that you guys tried to change, like, like so you're not going to wear them down, so you tried a different approach? Is that? Yeah, I mean, basically, they were holding the ball. They were looking for good shots. It's like Mark uh, was knocking down shots. Harold uh, was knocking down shots. So I think we couldn't just come down and just cut it up real quick and then we would be back on defense. So, I mean, uh, we, we just – we have a tendency to, to pressure the game. If they get up bad shots, we could get out and run. Uh, I don't think we got a chance to get out and run as much, you know, because they, uh, they wasn't making – they wasn't – well, they wasn't shooting bad shots. And when they made shots, you know, we couldn't get out and run. So I think um, – we had to kind of like play to their style to a certain degree. They forced us to play to their style. So I think you have to hat off for that because our style was, you know, pressing up, uh, getting long rebounds, uh, creating turnovers. Uh, we just didn't do that. They, they, they valued the basketball real well. They put it in uh, proper hands and people made shots. And, uh, uh, no, I, 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 I got to ask you this because I know from being friends with Chuck, right, and seeing – Chuck's interaction with Reggie right before halftime, right? And I know Chuck's response from Coach Massimino was the Italian response, right? Which is, let's go nuts. What, if any, did you guys talk about that? Did that have any impact or did that have any effect on your halftime conversation? How about you, Billy? No, I, I, I don't think it did. I mean, that was, that was pretty typical for us to create, you know, a little controversy to raise the heat a little bit. It's just, it's just what we did. It was just our nature. It's what we did. And so that, that I don't even know that that came up at halftime in our locker room. We were, we were focused on, you know, just executing our stuff and, and trying to, you know, to maybe create some turnovers, you know, create some way to, you know, to, to take control of the game because we didn't. It was, it was, it was a possession game. It was, you know, it was just, it was a struggle. But yeah, I, I don't think the halftime thing. I've got a I've got a question for the four of you guys. Was there a point in time for the Georgetown guys first, and then and then the Nova guys? Was there a point in time where you said, was there like an uh oh moment for you guys? Where I mean is, where you said, uh oh, these guys are hanging around a little bit too longer than we'd like them to. You know, you know, this is going to be a battle. And and for the Villanova guys, was there a moment where you said, hey, we could do this now because we're we're sticking around, we're sticking around a little bit. You know. Momentum. Um, yeah. Close. Was there any of that kind of thought going on? I mean, like, like I said before, I, I, we thought uh, it was going to be a tough game because we played tough, but you know, we thought we were going to win. Uh, you know, we kind of said, "Oh, oh, yeah, they, they kind of hit these shots." So, okay, we just need to tighten up a little bit. You know, we need to make the shots more tougher for them, uh, just not let them get easy shots. Uh, but they were very, very patient. Uh, they wasn't rushing anything. And uh, like I said, it's, they, they played into their style. And uh, we had to try to play their style to beat them. So, so right to the end, Horace, you felt you felt like something would happen. We turned the ball over or something would happen where you guys would be able to pull it out. Yeah, most definitely. I, you know, uh, um, I mean, we always been in those type of situations where, you know, we're, 
our style was going to eventually show up. You know, whether we wore a team down, uh, whether mm-hmm. they they you believed in it or turning the ball over, um, it just you know um, two things uh, changed after '85: the shot clock and the three-point line. So I think no, well '86 after I graduated, the shot clock came afterwards. But I think if we'd had the shot clock, we might have speeded them up a little bit. But um, but they, they you got to give them credit; they played their style and they they didn't they didn't break script. So you guys believed in your style. That's 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 good. Billy, you, you yeah, got anything thought, to add? We thought we could break their script. We thought we could break them in, in a sense that not necessarily we could speed them up a little bit, maybe take a bad shot here, and uh, we could get off to the races. Uh, but I don't think we ever got any easy baskets. We didn't, we didn't get no yeah. easy baskets. Right. I don't think we got to the free throw line that easy that much. What about you guys, uh, Prez and Gents? Did you, was there a moment during that game where you said, hey, may, maybe we could do this? You first, Gents. We had uh, we had that kind of moment in the regular season, both the first and the second game. We thought, hey, we, we might just pull this one off. And we learned in the championship game, you got to finish the game with Georgetown because uh, they're going to just keep after you. They're going to keep coming. They're going to poke the ball. They're going to knock it out. They're going to do everything they need to do to, uh, to pull this off. So you can't have a let up. You can't have a, a moment where you're thinking, uh, we're, we, have, we have a chance for this. You don't have a chance until the game is over. The horn is blown with Georgetown. You did not have a chance. I don't care who you were. It, was, it wasn't over until the horn sounded. So we never thought that throughout the game. And, and for us, um, we knew that we had to do something different. Uh, what we have done got us close in the regular season, but we had to do something different. The difference was <laughs> don't let your shots get blocked because <laughs> they were so good at it. Don't get these shots blocked to start the fast break and take good shots and then have your secret weapon come off the bench and just hit all his shots. <laughs> so that was our plan and, and it worked. So thank God that Harold Jensen came in and did what he did and, and the rest of us and um, you know, holding the ball closer to halftime. Uh, <clears throat> Georgetown makes you exhausted. And I, was, I played the entire game. I was tired. So I was so happy that we were holding the ball. That's right. They run you around so much and they don't stop. They're relentless. And it's incredible program that uh, John. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I, 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 I'll say this. I, um, I was, uh, I didn't meet Michael Jackson in the, in the Dapper Dan game. And he and I spent a lot of time there, but, while we were in the NBA where he was with Sacramento, uh, I roomed with him. And uh, the amount of time that he spent on the phone with John Thompson and the conversations that I, I have so much respect for, for John Thompson and Lou and uh, Bayheim and the whole biggies. I, I'm just so thrilled that I was part of it. Um, getting to know Billy and Winnington. And he, he's a funny guy. It, it's just <laughs> really was a, a special time that whole uh, Biggie's time when it just hit that, just to see him and Massimino and Karnasek and everybody hugging each other and uh, wow, we just kept rooting for you guys. I, I can't say it enough. We just wanted you guys to win, win, win. When it when it wasn't against us, as long as it wasn't against us, we were rooting right. for you guys. So 
You you had a point, Harold. Um, no, I was just going to say how intimidating it was to play against Georgetown, you know, um, and coach mass would, would, um, we would practice offensively against eight, eight guys, you know, he would put eight guys on defense and obviously it wasn't eight Georgetown guys, but it was eight of our own guys. And a lot of them were, you know, walk-ons. So it was still different, you know, it was different, but there was still, 16 arms out there and it, it it simulated a little bit of what it was like to play against them because they were just so athletic so long um so aggressive so committed to everything they did um it was incredibly intimidating incredibly intimidating and you know before that game our keys up on the board and guys correct me if i'm wrong but you know rebounding you got to had to, you had to at least compete on the backboard with them. You weren't going to maybe win the rebounding, but you would had to compete. We had to stop their, their, their fast break, you know, get back on defense, limit turnovers and get back and stop the transition because that's where, you know, those guys used to blitz teams, six points, eight points, 10 points. And before you know it, they're up 20. And that was the game. And like, we saw that happen, especially watching them during the tournament against teams that didn't know what they were going to be up against. And all of a sudden games became blowouts because they were just so good at that. You guys would create steals, turnovers, block shots, whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, you guys are up, you know, big in a game. And just, you know, we we knew that could happen and did our best obviously to prevent and limit that. And they had a couple of spurts, I think in the game against us where they went up four or six, a couple of times, but it, it never got to 10 or 12 or 14 where it would kind of get out of control. Um, and I think that helped obviously with us mentally just to be able to hang around and stay in the game. You know, to your point, when you were saying a minute ago, Prez is, you know, staying in, in focus right to the last play. Gents, if you didn't get that ball in bounds, that was almost a turnover right at the end of the game when Dwayne fell on the floor and, and, and yeah. covered the ball. That was not a job that I coveted that night, actually inbounding the ball oh. against them. <laughs> oh. I mean, looking back and I was like, holy cow, that was a nightmare. <laughs> um, but but and, you guys had a strategy. You guys moved it across the baseline to get the mm-hmm. ball in bounce and then get it to Garrett. We, we did. We had to do that a handful of times for sure to try and get it in. Eddie would step out of bounds and I could shoot it to him and then – um, you know, almost hand it off, you know, we to put, Gary. That in the day uh, before, right, gents? We put yeah, in yeah. Lex- we never did that before, Sonny. No, that was we that was kind that of in. a new thing, just to put in to to try and help again, mm-hmm. try and help get the ball in bounds. But obviously, that still didn't end the the challenge, but it helped, mm-hmm. you know, at least uh, avoid more turnovers. Um, but yeah, inbounding it at the end of the game um, was, in my mind, it was purely you know, just, you got to get the ball inbounds. And if it wasn't to Dwayne in that situation, breaking towards me, my instinct was going to be to throw it long and at least put it at half court somewhere. So if they did get anything, it was going to be a, you know, a a long shot, a 40 shot, a 40 foot shot, a half court shot. Um, um, And Dwayne, you know, smart enough to just lay on the ball on the ground and not try and get up with it, obviously. Yeah. Well, guys, one last question for everybody, okay? Give us your final thoughts. We'll go around the horn. Give us your final thoughts on on that season and um, and and getting to the final four and what it meant to you personally and what it meant to the conference. Prez, why don't you go first? Uh, me, it was <laughs> – I don't know if the rest of the guys realize how 
tough of a freshman year I had. Um, I had to fight to get back and get my confidence and, um, and, and move forward. So that year got me back on track as to who Harold Presley was as a player and uh, got my focus to the point where um, it, it catapulted me into uh, an NBA run. Um, so it, it's got me in Sacramento with a family and wife and kids and, and, uh, and job and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what that game did to me. That, that brought me back the confidence that I lost um, the time between uh, being in Indianapolis with, uh, with Horace and Ed and, and all the rest of the guys and the time that I stepped foot on, um, on Villanova's campus. You know, I, I made some mistakes between that time and, and that uh, took a lot of my focus and a lot of my confidence away and who I really was as a basketball player. Um, so it brought me back to being Harold Presley in love with basketball and uh, knowing that I could actually perform. How about you, Ron? Uh, for me personally, honestly, uh, it was a it was a combination of uh, of um, you know four years of of uh, hard work with a great group of guys, and uh, ultimately, you know, um, guys that today still today I uh, consider you know obviously my brothers like Bill and Chris who like who, who we keep in, we keep in touch, and uh, you know you know just 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 the biggies itself because of how how, how hard it was. And how how much we had to be together and stick together to actually exist and ultimately, you know, um, um, be be pretty good in that in that league. So it's 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 a, it's it's given me a a a life lifelong um, uh, of, of of memories, good memories, and uh, you know, people that I that I, that I you know be in my life until 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 I'm not here anymore. So it's been a great it was a great experience for me. How about you, Horace? Uh, it's been great. I mean, the fact that I had the opportunity to coach basketball and uh, you know share some of the experiences I had as a player for some of my players. You know, they think that they're working hard, and so you had met John Thompson. Uh, but now nah, it was it was beautiful. You know, four years. Uh, like you know, me and Bill, we don't see each other uh, as often or talk to uh, one another that often, but. We always have that, you know, a John Thompson story. You remember this, Bill, when John told you this? And it's always that good connection when you talk to somebody who, who, who was at Georgetown those four years. We always got John Thompson stories. So it was great. Um, you know, losing to Villanova was painful, um, you know, during that young period of time. But I run into some Villanova fans now, and I say, you know what, if y'all have beat anybody else, you still would have been happy to have a national championship, but it makes it a little bit better to put that cherry on the top that you beat Georgetown <laughs> University. So, I mean, I, I was pulling for uh, Villanova with, you know, the other day. Uh, you know, I, I love Jay right? I love what he's doing at Villanova. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I hope people are, are patient with Patrick because, I mean, Villanova has a, mid, a high major program, but they bring people through. Uh, mid-major type style where they keep a group of guys there. So I was pulling for them. I was pulling for Syracuse the other day. So, uh, you know, I found myself pulling for, you know, those guys, the old people, these guys, you know. Uh, so uh, it's always going to be a part of me. I mean, I was, you know, I wasn't happy 
St. Luke, Villanova. But one thing that was beautiful about y'all, how y'all celebrated. When we won in 84. I don't know about you, Bill. I was like, God damn, is this it? You know, we worked. I mean, Coach Thompson used to drive the hell out of us. But how y'all celebrated, man, was awesome. So um, uh, I'm glad I got older and wiser and to embrace uh, the Villanova guys and the St. John and the Syracuse guys. Manly Fieldhouse is officially closed. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Well, all right, thanks, thanks. There's, there's the other dagger. So yeah, the other one. And we, gents, gents was the first one, and then that's the other. Oh, sorry. We were all, we were all rooting uh, for for Patrick and the Hoyas too this year, and you know I've been especially vocal with Pat being a big guy, getting being a head coach as a as a center versus all the all the guards that we have here today, but. Um, you know, so we we it, it, it's it goes right back at you, Horace. Like we root for the we root for the Hoyas, we root for the Orange, we root for, for sure. the Johnnies. You know, it's that's I think that's just how it was in the Big East back then, and still is today. Jay, what do you got to say? You know, um, incredible experience, um, a lot of education, a lot of learnings from just learning how to prepare, um, learning how to compete. Um, you know, having um, I mean, looking back on it and, and you know, f- following the game relatively closely still over the years, I think, you know, having competed against Georgetown, probably one of the best teams ever in college. Um, I and uh, I think St. John's, you know, 1A that, to, that, to that team too. Um, not a whole lot different. Just two, two of the best teams ever, I think, in college basketball were those two teams and having to compete against them and having the opportunity to compete against them and being able to come out on top uh, on one special night where it just came together for us was um, an incredible, incredible, powerfully thing for me as a person to feel confident in, in almost anything and in life. Um, and so you can get so much from athletics, I think, if you're with good people like we all have been, if you're with good coaches and you have mentors and, um, you know, we great, we're all, all terrific schools. I mean, it, it's just, it was like a perfect, perfect formula. Um, and I couldn't feel more blessed to have just been able to be part of it. And uh, looking back on it, it was an incredible time in the conference too. I mean, it just, I don't know, there's a lot of great players that have come and gone in the Big East, but boy, that was quite, quite a stretch right then with those group of guys on those teams. Holy mackerel. I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. How about you, Billy? Uh, well, um, I'm just, you know, I, I just feel very, very lucky and blessed that I, I got a chance to be a part of that because, um, you know, not just Georgetown history, but Big East history uh, and, and, and how far that conference had come. Um, and, and watching it uh, evolve, you know, where, you know, players would, would, would go to schools all over the place, but all of a sudden kids started staying home. And, uh, and, and the way the game was then where people would stay for three or four years and you could watch and see how teams and players develop. And, um, you know, the, the whole competitiveness of that in the league, because there were so many professional players so many great athletes, so many great coaches. It was just, it was just, you know, a historic moment, you know, in my mind, you know, it has a special place in my heart forever. And, uh, but, you know, also the relationship, you know, I, I hate to, uh, to compare uh, 
going out to play a basketball game, like going to war, but you build that sort of same kind of camaraderie when you, when you go into battle uh, in a game, you know, year after year after year, you build relationships and you have this bond uh, that that's never going to go away. That's never going to go away because, you know, you guys did it together, you know, and I can give crazy examples of that, you know, just Horace, for example, you know, I hadn't seen Horace for years and years and called him out of the blue. Like, hey, my son's looking for a fifth year, you know, and oh, yeah, send him up and did a great job with him. You know, I, I can go down a list of guys, you know, uh, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne McClain was one of my closest and best friends. Uh, he was, you know, we were rookies together in Indiana. We won a championship together in lacrosse with Leo Routens, you know, with the Syracuse guy. And uh, and so, I mean, you, you build these bonds and these relationships uh, over the years and, you uh, you know, that's, that's the treasure. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, I had no idea, you know, when we were going through all that stuff, you know, I went to three national championship games, you know, going to one of my senior year was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm good here, done that. You know, it was strictly business, no big deal. And, um, you know, and I expected to win. And, uh, and we ran up against a buzzsaw. We ran up against a buzzsaw. And uh, we ran up against a team that, you know, uh, you know, at that point in time and, you know, in moment, uh, played better than we did, you know, you know, played their style, did what they had to do to win. And, uh, and, you know, again, you know, some of, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne is one of my closest friends, uh, you know, for a long time. And, uh, I have nothing but respect for all the guys, you know, I was never close to a bunch of the guys up in New York, but I, you know, you know, watching Mark Jackson for years and Bill Winnington and, and seeing their success and how good they are, I, I, I kind of took a little pride in that. You know, because we all came up kind of through, you know, the same battles, the same sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it's the relationships, the camaraderie, the memories. Uh, I, I just feel lucky and blessed to, 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 to have been a part of that. Big Bill, take us also, home, my Long Island brother. Take us home. It's uh, very, very much what everyone has, has said. And uh, what Billy said about being in battle, and Phil Jackson used that analogy a lot, where the relationships you make – uh, playing basketball remain a lifetime. And I'm very fortunate. And when I look back at everything that happened to me, uh, being at St. John's with that team, that's the closest team that I've ever been on. Uh, we really were all great friends. And the relationships I have on that with those guys is, is phenomenal. And if, if you guys look back at your own lives, you'll find that the best teams you, you were on were the teams that really were close. And you, you were friends with, with the whole team. I was on a team in Dallas that was very talented. And we went to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. And I believe in my heart, we should have won the game. Won that series, excuse me. But we had guys on the team that didn't see eye to eye all the time. And they weren't really that close. They were friends, but they weren't that close. And I know why we were good at St. John's, because we were close. And... Coach Conaseca, God bless him, got him right here in my <laughs> office every day with the sweater on just to, just to rub it in a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, being part of that St. John's team at that time, and again, I got to give a lot of credit to Dave Gavitt, who started the Big East a few years earlier, but he did a phenomenal job. And, and you guys have all been part of my life because you helped me get where I am today, as I said earlier. It's that part of Big East made me smarter, made me tougher, made me stronger and made me better every day. And it taught me a lot because I had, we had to go through adversity. And as much as I hate to say it, 
losing to Georgetown in the semifinals helped me later on in my basketball career to, to push myself harder and get better. And it was a privilege to be playing in the Big East at that time. And I'm, I'm really glad I made the choice to stay home because, you know, do, do, if I went to Duke, it, been, it wouldn't have been the same. <laughs> let me tell you, let me, just as, as an observer, right, and, and, a, and a, a semi-participant in this whole deal, when I watched a couple of you guys speak, especially when Ronnie started it, the, everybody's face is smiling. Everybody has, you know, really warm feelings towards each other, towards the game and the relationships. And you guys have all mentioned it. It, it, you know, it's, and people tell me that all the time, like, you, and I downplay it, but you know what? It, it was pretty spectacular. We, we were all, we we're all very fortunate. So I, I thank all you guys. This was fantastic. Thanks for bringing me along. If you guys, we can't, go ahead, press. <laughs> I'm going to just give you a quick story because Billy started it off, but uh, my mom passed away back in September. Uh, and before that, I, I asked her, mom, you want to send a, a message, a video to Patrick Ewing and wish him a good season and she said Patrick oh, put him on so we did a video and she said Patrick I want you to have the best of luck this year I'm really rooting for you and um, 10 minutes later we get a video from Patrick back saying Mrs. Presley I remember the chicken that you made for me in high school and thank you so very much and and we're going to have a great year because of you and it was just wow. so beautiful uh, wow, that's cool that's perfect and, and to, as Coach Mass would say, that's what it's all about, right, guys? So yeah. thank you so much, guys. We had so much fun. It was great uh, spending time with each and every one of you. I really appreciate all you guys giving up your time to come on with Sonny and I and, and talk about a, a historic season in the Big East Conference. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we'll have to have you guys back on again somewhere down the road. But thanks again very, very much for coming on today. Thank you, guys. Great to see everybody. Billy, everybody. Good, to see you guys. Good luck well. at Savannah State. Yeah, yeah that's Good right. luck. I'll be down to see you. listening to the Big East Rewind with Chuck Everson and Sonny Spera. The Big East Rewind is produced and directed by Nick Chico Chorus and Daryl Gurney. You can check us out on YouTube by putting in Big East Rewind in the, in the, in the button there. And you can see us on Spotify and uh, wherever else you get your podcast from. If you need to contact us, have any comments or anything like that that you might want to add to the show, you can email us at BigEastRewind at gmail.com. Thanks again. Had a great night. Take care.